As I was preparing this homily, I first began to think that the Lord wanted me to preach about the stewardship of treasure. I mean, we hear in the gospel that where your treasure is, there your heart will be. I thought about how true this is. I think about how each of us can simply look at our bank account and we can see what we think is really important in our life. Is education important? Is our faith important? Is eating out or vacationing important? All that can be seen in our bank account statements. We simply look at where we spend our money and see clearly what we hold as important. Where your treasure is, there your heart will be. Jesus wants us as his followers, as his disciples, to give our entire lives to him. And this would also include our treasure. As it is, God has given everything to us. Everything that we have and are comes from God. We simply give back as a way of saying thank you. So I was thinking about preaching about this, but then the Lord nudged me and said, there's something more important. So I thought perhaps the Lord wanted me to preach about the new school year. I mean, at the 8.30 Mass, we had the back-to-school celebration with all of our Catholic school students. And this is the beginning of this week. It's the beginning of school for a lot of our uh, public school students and a lot of our homeschool families. And so this is a great time to highlight the greatness of a Catholic education, our Catholic school here, or even what our responsibilities as parents of our children are. You see, I believe with all my heart that when a child has a Catholic education and, 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 this is very important, when the parents model the faith at home by talking about the faith, praying with their family, attending Mass regularly, and serving the church, that that child has a very good probability of choosing the faith when they mature and become good, strong Catholic leaders. I thought that I could challenge all the parents of our students to intentionally to pray each and every day privately and as a family, and I would challenge all to talk a little bit about the faith each and every day, just as we talk about the cowboys or the weather. Perhaps they could even look in the bulletin column and my column in the bulletin to see ideas of which they could live their faith. I thought about this, but then the Lord nudged me and said, you know what, there is something more important to talk about. Today, I believe the Lord wants me to remind all of us not to live in fear, but to have courageous faith over fear. We are to courageously live our faith as we await Jesus Christ. Jesus says to us today, do not be afraid any longer, my little flock, for our Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. It reminds me of the words of St. John Paul II at the beginning of his pontificate. By the way, I decided to wear St. John Paul II socks. So if you're in the front row, you'll be able to see those when I sit down. 
So St. John Paul II said at the beginning of his pontificate in 1978 in his first address, be not afraid, but open wide the doors to Christ. Now, St. John Paul II knew what fear was. He saw it many times throughout his life. When he was eight years old, he saw his mother die. When he was a college student, he saw the Nazis invade his homeland. And shortly after that, his father died. He started a theater production of Polish dramas that he knew that him and all those attending, if the Nazis came, they, they would be arrested and put to death. When the war was over and communism reigned supreme in Poland, he courageously entered seminary at the risk of his own life when it was illegal, a secret seminary. Later, when he returned to Pope, he celebrated Mass while the army had their guns pointed towards him. He knew what it was to confront fear courageously. How did St. John Paul II do it? How was he able to confront his fears? especially when there was this sea of fear in his life. Martin Luther King Jr. said that we all need to build dikes of courage to hold back the flood of fear. If most of us, builds, if most of us build dikes, then St. John, John Paul II built the Hoover Dam. To know courage is first to know what fear is. Fear is a psychological condition that comes when we feel threatened by someone or something. This sometimes makes us want to run away or fight. There's a rush of adrenaline, cortisol. It makes our bodies hyper alert. Sometimes it can mute our logical thinking. And it can sometimes paralyze us and freeze us. When the threat has passed, we can sometimes tell ourselves that we will never get ourselves in that kind of situation again. Sometimes that's a good thing. Sometimes it, it also causes us to miss out. And we try to avoid even the good things in life at all costs because we're afraid of fear. And then we can think about all the anxieties and phobias that that creates. In this moment, we need to think about the virtue of, virtue of fortitude or courage. Courage is not acting in the absence of fear. That's foolhardy. Courage is confronting the fear and acting through it. Dr. Donald DeMarco in his book, The Heart of Virtue, says... Courage emancipates us from the fear that keeps us captive. Courage emancipates us from the fear that keeps us captive. Right now, all of us have reasons to be fearful. There's uncertainty throughout the world, globally. Russia's war against Ukraine, the situation in Taiwan. Seems like there's something going on with inflation and 
in the economy, and then there's always a new kind of disease that's being presented to us in the news. But there's other things in our daily life, like the first day of school. Some people are afraid of that. Some people are afraid of moving to a new city, maybe going to college. Parents are letting their kids go to college for the first time. Believe me, there's fear there. Making presentation at work or preparing for a big game. Maybe it's going into surgery soon. Or maybe it's holding the hand of a loved one who is going to pass away. There's a whole host of things that, we, that brings us fear. Courage is the natural virtue that every human being possesses that allows us to confront that fear. Courage is perfected, is elevated and perfected through faith, through the lens of faith. Why? Because we can have courage whenever we know that our life is more meaningful than this world. Faith tells us that our life is meant for eternity, that God is with us, that we are not alone, that even if this body should die, that there is something more. Faith is the act when we choose to believe in the love of God. It's given to us supernaturally, but grows when we act on this gift. We heard in the psalm today, blessed the people the Lord has chosen to be his own. God has chosen you to be his own. God has chosen me to be his own. God sent his son, Jesus, to die on the cross for you and for me. We choose to believe because we know that when we align ourselves with Jesus... There is an eternal good for us, a good here on earth, but an eternal good. That is why as Catholic Christians, we live for Jesus, and we do so awaiting for the Master one day to return. We don't get tired and start mistreating our lives or those around us. Instead, we choose to live for Jesus because our eternal life depends upon it. This my dear brothers and sisters, allows us to face our fears. This is what gives us courage, our faith, that we're not alone, and that we have eternal life prepared for us through Christ Jesus our Lord. Now all this makes sense to us mentally, but I'm going to throw out three situations to you. And these situations are probably going to strike home. Three places where I think we sometimes are afraid. Number one, many of us are afraid of babies. Now I'm not talking about a, a bunch of high school boys and a little baby in the middle of a room and they scatter. You know, if it's high school girls, they'd all go to the baby. No, many of us think that babies will limit our comfort and our freedom and our financial independence. And so that fear leads us to make choices that we otherwise would not. 
We choose not to care about what the church teaches about a certain aspect of our life, about contraception. We even ignore the possibilities that an injection in the arm or a patch on the arm might take the new life conceived in the womb, the new child. And then when an unplanned pregnancy occurs, fear drives the same fear, the fear that this baby might cause a lack of freedom or financial independence. That same fear drives someone to do the unthinkable and go to an abortion center. Fear keeps someone from adopting or being a foster parent. Babies are always a good and every life, every child is part of God's plan. The whole reason why we have marriage is for the building up of a family. Knowing this, that God is with us and he has an eternal plan, we can face our fears. We can be open to life. We can support the pro-life movement, the pro-mother, the pro-child movement. And we can live the life that God wants for us without reservations. If you struggle with this, my dear brothers and sisters, then listen to these words of St. John Paul II. Be not afraid and open wide the doors to Christ. Second scenario. Many of us are afraid to share our inner self with someone in our life. Maybe we've been having a, a kind of a, a thought in our heart, a, a call to the priesthood, a religious life, and we're afraid what our mom or dad or our friends might say. Maybe it's a dream to be something that no one in your family thought you could be, do something that no one thought you could do. Maybe it's something negative, like a, a hurt someone did to you when you were young. A bad choice that you did against yourself or someone else. A sin from the past that you are ashamed of to bring up to anyone and not even to bring it up to the priest in confession. The priest is there on the behalf of Jesus. He wants your healing. He wants your forgiveness. This fear paralyzes us and so we create mass alter selves, and we pretend to be someone else. Meanwhile, that thing is still there, and we know that without acknowledging it, it will still eat at us, and we can't be fully, authentically ourselves. If that is you, I invite you to hear the words of St. John Paul II. Be not afraid, open wide the doors to Christ. Ask yourself, or ask Jesus to show to yourself a person that you can talk to about these things. Be a man or woman of courage. And lastly, this last one is something that I think every single person in here deals with. It's a fear of really following Jesus Christ. 
of really choosing to be his disciple. I think many of us are afraid what Jesus might ask of us if we really do seek to follow him. What would he ask of us? Would I need to give up some of the things that I really like to do? If I really decided to come to Mass every Sunday, would I have to give up something? Even my golf game? If I began praying, if I began serving, if I began sharing my faith with others, if I decided that I would live my life chastely and not look at that stuff on the internet or not do those impure actions, would I be willing to do that? Would I be willing to live my life fully for Jesus, even give in the way he wants me to give? I think we're afraid. What would our life look like? What would really happen? We need to remember that this is just a practice for the moment that one day we will have to give our entire life to him when we breathe our last. If you're like this and you're scared to give your life fully to Jesus, there's something that you're holding back. I ask you to hear these words of St. John Paul II again. Be not afraid. Open wide the doors of Christ. Jesus does not come to end your life, but to make your life more full. Indeed, I think in my heart, Jesus wanted all of us to hear this message. I could have spoken about the stewardship of treasure or the greatness of Catholic education. But today the Lord wanted to speak to all of us that we are to have faith over fear, to take courage to live for our Lord Jesus Christ.